I'm pulling my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay. Well, today, sign of a kind of a sad podcast. Um, normally, I do my podcast on Monday and Tuesday. If all goes well, I don't record on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, today's Thursday, uh, and I actually Monday and Tuesday went went great. I recorded my podcast. Um, but last night, I learned that Christopher Rush died. Um, and for those who might not know, Christopher Rush was um, an artist for magic. Uh, he was very instrumental in the early days. Um, and someone I worked with, someone I knew, I personally knew. And uh, I, I think Chris was worthy of a podcast. So um, this podcast is all about Christopher Rush, uh, someone who will be sorely missed. Um, so I... I, I will, Chris is someone who I had a chance to work with and know, and was a friend of mine, and so I, I feel like I wanted to give a little bit of podcast to sort of talk about Chris and just share a little bit with you. I mean, I think he was very instrumental in the early days of magic uh, in a couple ways that some people might not even be aware of, and I want to sort of talk about that a little bit. I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to spend a podcast talking about Christopher Rush, who, who um, I was, like I said, very sad to learn that he passed away yesterday. Um, obviously... Um, uh, so today, it, he died on the 10th of February, so I, I recorded this many weeks ahead of time, so by the time you hear this, this will be um, older news for all of you, but nonetheless, I felt I felt I owed to Chris uh, to give him a podcast, because he was a really great guy, so, okay, it might be a little, might be a, little uh, a little hard, this is going to be a rough podcast for me, but uh, an important one, I think, so, so let me talk about when I first met Chris, because, uh, um, so Chris Rush, for those who don't know, um, I came to work at Wizards in 1995. Chris already was working there. Chris actually had worked on Magic since the early days. In fact, if you ask um, what Chris worked on that you still to this day see, uh, the answer would be he worked with Jesper Mirforce on making the mana symbols. So the, the five-color mana symbols, those are um, Chris Rush's work. I mean, along with Jesper, but... Um, he had a lot to do in the early days with doing a lot of the graphic design, um, and there's a lot of components that he worked with Jesper on that have become a basic part of the game. Um, and he obviously did a lot of early illustrations. Um, I mean, he probably is most famous for doing Black Lotus, um, but he did over 100 illustrations. I'm going to get to that in a little bit about all the different illustrations he did. Um, but first, I, I want to talk about sort of... I mean, this is... A lot of this today will be me talking about my interactions with him, just because that's the stuff I know. Um, I'll talk a little bit about this accomplishments and things he did. Um, okay, so uh, before I even came to work for Wizards, there was a thing that we used to do called Caravan Tours, uh, which I think was the brainchild of um, the uh, Steve, um, Steve Connor, the guy who, who was the lead designer on Legends who was a good friend of um, Peter Atkinson. Uh, and Steve came up with this idea of what if we got some Wizards employees and some Wizards freelancers, so like people working on the game and the artists of the game, and took tours and went around the country. And so what, what, how the caravan tour would work is he would take a couple employees and usually an artist or two, and they would fly out somewhere, and they would drive around and go to local game stores and whatever the area was. Usually they'd find a local artist. So they, they'd fly in one or two Wizards employees. They'd find a local artist who lived there because the artist freelance. Um, 
And sometimes uh, the employees would be artists because there were a bunch of artists that worked. So I was asked at one point, and this is before I even worked for Wizards, but they were coming to Los Angeles, which is where I lived, and they wanted to know if I wanted to be involved in a caravan tour. And I said, of course. I was, um, at the, this is before I was, I think I was freelancing at the time, but I wasn't working yet full time. I was just a freelancer. Um, but I was doing the puzzles, and I think I was writing articles at this point. And so I was, at least to the magic audience, some, some of the people might know. So they said, hey, do you want to come do, do a caravan tour? And I said, oh, that sounds awesome. Um, and so one of the people on the tour was Christopher Rush. This is when I met Chris for the first time. Um, so for those who don't know, Chris, um, he was a small man. I'm a small man, I relate. Um, he, very soft-spoken. Uh, Chris was one of the sweetest guys you've ever met. Uh, I, I literally, I can't remember him. I can't remember him ever saying a mean word. He was really sweet, uh, very soft-spoken, um, and he had a really passion for what he did. He loved art. He loved graphic design, um, and it was, I mean, I, I didn't interact with him all that much at work. I interacted a little bit, but all the interactions I had were, were, were great, and um, he and I had a bunch of awesome discussions. I'm going to talk about one of those in a sec. Um, but anyway, I met him, and I knew who he was because I knew his art. Um, obviously, I mean... He did uh, Black Lotus. He did um, Lightning Bolt. He did, I think, Man of Flare. He did a bunch of the early ones. In fact, here, real quickly, let me just run down. These are this is all the art uh, that Christopher Rush did. So I guarantee you, if you've been playing Magic for any length of time, the chance of you having played a card that he illustrated is pretty high. Especially if you've been playing for, you know, for any any you know, playing a little longer. Okay, so these are all the cards he did. Real quick, he did Abby Gargoyles, All Hallows Eve. Apprentice Sorcerer, Archangel, Artifact Possession, Basil Thrall, Black Lotus, Blacker Lotus, at my request, by the way. We'll, we'll, I might get back some stories of the, of the arts for these. Uh, Blood of the Martyr, Blood Imp, Bone Flute, um, Booster Tutor, Brainstorm, Brass Man, Canopy Spider, Chicken Egg, Chronotog, Chronotog Totem, um, Circle Protection Black, Circle Protection Red, Cole Golem, um, collector Protector. He did a bunch of un- unglued. Um, Craw Giant. Crookshank Kobolds. Dark Heart of the Wood. Demystify. Descendant of Kiyomaro. Uh, Desert Nomads. Dread Reaper. Um, Eleanor, uh, Elvish Pioneer. Elvish Scout. Aaron the Relentless. Field of Reality. Fire Drake. Flying Men. Forbidden Love. Forbidden Ritual. Forest. Finhorn Elder, Gauntlet of Might, um, Goblin Berserker, Goblin Grenade, um, Goblin Rim, Rhyme Runner, uh, Granite Gargoyle, Green Mana Battery, Heed the Mist, Hell Swarm, uh, Acacian Infantry, Eastern Shade, Imaginary Pet, Imprison, Indomitable Will, Infantry Veteran, Ishi. Ishi, Aki Crackpot, Joiner Adept, Jovial Evil, Junin Afrit, Knights of Thorn, Cormus Bell, Kravikan Horror, Lightning Bolt, Lindul's Paladin, Lotus Bloom, uh, Mal- Malachite Talisman, Mana Flare, Mana Leak, Mana Barbs, Metamorphosis, Moonring Mirror, Muse Vessel, um, Mirror Qu- uh, Quadrupod, Mystic Restraints, Nas Asp, Necrite, 
nether shadow, netherborn phalanx, nealsevain, um, no uh, daichi, order of the heaven hand, opal guardian, o- overgrowth, plains, power leech, prophecy, rajan spirit, raktos ixpitter, rakalite, raksha the slayer, rathi dragon, relic bind, reroot, rod of ruin, rook egg, rook t- uh, two, which might be the token maybe, rune sword, uh, safe haven, Seraph, Snapping Drake, Snow Covered Plain, Soul Grail, Soldevi Adnet, Steam Spitter, Stone Rain, Storm World, Suchi, Sanashin Falconer, um, Tablet of Epiter, Tarnus Coffin, The Wretched, Tomorrow Azami Familiar, Tormod's Crypt, Twin Strike, um, Erdrago, Ursus Bobble, uh, Utavara uh, Sculper, a Volcanic Hammer, Wellwisher, Word of Undoing, and Yoshin Soldier. So that's a lot of magic cards. A lot of really famous magic cards. Um, okay, so... Um, so it is my... my I'll share some of my stories. Um, so one of my... So I met Chris originally on... Uh, at the um, Caravan Tour. And I was, ex- I was really excited to meet him. Because, I mean... At the time, you can remember, I was a magic fan. I mean, I, I was freelancing for the company, but I still was a magic fan. I played magic. Um, I actually... In the early days, I knew all the artists. I, I uh, magic's outstripped my ability to remember all the artists. But there was a period of time where actually I, I could name all the flavor text and all the artists, and I think the mana cost of all the cards. And I was very familiar with Christopher Rush's work, um, so I was very excited to meet him. Um, I was far more excited to meet Chris. Than, Chris, I mean, not, not, no knock on Chris. I mean, I, I was like the puzzle guy of the duelist. So I don't think Chris really had quite as, as much a sense of who I was that I knew who he was. Um, but he was just so nice um, and I remember we, we chatted and he talked about uh, one of the things that would be fun to talk with him about is just talk about his art he loved talking about his art and uh, I remember everyone asked him about Black Lotus and he, I remember the thing he always said is because the artists don't know what piece of art you're going to make that's going to be the iconic thing you know and that um, Chris was like he always used to say he goes wow if I, if I knew that Black Lotus was going to be Black Lotus he goes I maybe want to spend more time on it you know um, that one of the things that's really funny is the artists, I, I think it's very easy to sort of like see how you would have made things even better. Um, and that, uh, that Black Lotus is being one of, you know, one of the magic card, you know, got so much focus on it. And, uh, it, there's usually a salesman between the, 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 the card of the artist draws that like this is their favorite thing they've ever drawn. And then the card that ends up being actually the card they're known for. Cause a lot of that has to do with the strength of the card and how much it's played and, you know, the, the most favorite card usually is, is tied to what the card is, and so not necessarily tied to what the best art they've ever done is. Um, so anyway, so here's, here's my, my first story on Chris. Well, first of all, I met him in Caravan. Uh, okay, so my, the, the story, so one of the things that, uh, when I talk about Chris's influence lasting far beyond, like, he was an artist and he did a lot of art over the years, but uh, his legacy lives on. So here's my story of how his legacy lives on, which is, Chris and I were flying, I think, to Gen Con. Um, so one of the things back in the day is um, Wizards of the Coast used to send, and I'm not exaggerating, like 90% of, of, the, of Wizards of the Coast would go to Gen Con. Gen Con was a big deal. Um, this is before we actually um, bought TSR. Um, but uh, Peter Atkinson, who was the CEO at the time, um, one founders, Loved, loved, loved Gen Con. He loved role-playing. He loved Dungeon Dragons. And he loved Gen Con. 
And so Gen Con was where he had first premiered the game. I think it first went on first went on sale. Yeah, it first got sorry. It first was premiered at Origins where they first showed the cards. But I think it first went on sale at Gen Con. Um, and, I, and Gen Con just held a special place in Peter's heart. So anyway, we all went to Gen Con, and I was my first, I had just been hired. Um, it was the first summer I was there. It's like if I go to of course I had been to Gen Con in '94. If, uh, obviously, I talked about that story recently, where I went to try to get more work, um, and I ended up going to the first ever um, uh, World Championships. So anyway, um, we were going to have Gen Con '95, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not going to miss that. Um, Oh, no, 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 this wasn't 95. I started working on it. This was 96. This was 96. So the first summer I was working there was 96. So anyway, um, so we were on the plane. I ended up sitting next to Chris Rush. Um, and, I mean, Chris and I knew each other. I mean, uh, you know, I'd come to work there. And, and from time to time, um, I think the place we interacted, well, we, we obviously interacted for Magic Psalm. And I also was doing work on the Do List. And I, I definitely interfaced with him a couple times on the Do List. Um, he sometimes would help out, um, but anyway. So we were on the we were on the flight, and we were talking about I don't know whatever. We got onto different ideas we had. I think I think I talked about how I had some ideas, and that people just weren't necessarily receptive to all my. Ideas. I got some ideas, I like big ideas, but you know they were a little too big, and people were you know uh, weren't weren't as receptive to it. So Chris shared with me a story. He said that he had come up with a really cool idea for how to do basic lands. And he said, look, you don't need all... Like, everyone knows how basic lands work. You don't really need all the text on the basic lands. He goes, what if <coughs> we just made basic land where it's just all art? And he said, you know, it would, he thought it would look really cool. It would make basic lands look a little bit different. And he had come up with this idea, and he had pitched it a couple different times. But people were like, oh, full art? No, that's, that's not... Uh, you know, that, that's not the way we make cards. Um, and so he said to me that you know, he really thought, like, that would be a cool idea, but that every time he presented it, you know, he couldn't get any, he couldn't get any traction on it. Um, and I said to him, I liked the idea a lot. I thought that was a cool idea. Um, so anyway, flash forward, uh, I don't know, a year or so, um, and I'm working on Unglued, and... I'm trying to figure out what to include in the product that might be something that's... I, well, I swear, here's what I'm trying to do. I was trying to make a product that just had a lot of interesting, quirky things in it. And I liked the idea of pushing boundaries and doing things that just we wouldn't normally do. And so I came up with the idea of maybe doing basic lands in some way that was cool and neat. And then I remembered Chris's idea of full art lands. And so I said, let's do full art lands. And... Because the whole product was kind of this out-of-the-box weird product, um, I didn't get as much resistance as Chris got. So I was like, okay, it's the weird product. You want to do weird lands, okay. But I remember is, my big thing is I wanted to make them black border because I wanted people to play with them. And at first they're like, oh, no, this is a silver border set. They should be silver border. I'm like, no, 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 no. I go, I I think it's okay to let people play with these lands. And there was a big fight. Uh, Not a big fight, but there was a fight to get them black border. And eventually... it was decided that we would do them on their own sheet anyway, because being black border, they had to be on their own sheet. But I'm like, I wanted to put one per pack, um, and th- that was another big. Th- I said, you know what? I want to do this black border. I want to put one in every pack, um, and I thought that'd be very popular, and obviously it was. Um, 
And I remember when I finally, I got it, I, I got okay and got them. And uh, I waited until uh, I think the, everything was done. And then I went and showed Chris um, the lands. And, uh, oh, no, 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 actually, sorry, I'm getting my story wrong. I think we did, uh, we, had, we had mocked them up for, at first. Uh, and I went and showed, right, we, I, I showed Chris after we mocked them up. Um, and to get any feedback from him. I, I said, Chris, I, uh, here's something we're doing in Unglued. I thought you might, you might, you know, might, might like this. And I showed it to him. And I remember a big smile came to his face. And he was like, oh, you, you remembered, you know. And I said, yeah, it's an awesome idea, Chris. Um, and now, you know what I'm saying, like, we did them unglued, and then unhinged, we, we pushed, we pushed a little more, you know, had, had even a tinier border, and, um, and then in Zendikar, we ended up wanting to do something special, we brought him to Zendikar, and then brought him back to battle for Zendikar, and so, I feel like this is a, a, a part of the game, this is something that we'll revisit from time to time, and that is directly Chris's contribution. Um, and like I said, in the man of some, I mean... This is definitely somebody... If you love magic and you... You may not even realize that this is a lot of the little things that Chris added. Um, and in general, one of the things that I, I think is really important to understand is that um, in the early days, you know, there were not a lot of people at Wizards. And um, Chris really... His aesthetic and his eye and... It, it is something that definitely added a bit to the game. And I know... Uh, I've talked a bit with Jesper about, about sort of Chris's contributions and that, you know, Jesper and Chris... Uh, Chris had the background in um, graphic design, and so Jesper had worked with him. Because Jesper was a little more an artist, I believe, and Chris had a little more of the background in graphic design. So the two of them had worked together to sort of put together the frames and the man symbols and stuff. Um, and so, I mean, obviously a lot has changed over the years. You know, the card frames aren't what the card frames were back in the early days. So the mana symbols have pretty much stayed the same. Um, so let me talk a little bit about some of uh, the, the stuff I remember Chris's, some of his paintings and stuff. Because um, I remember um, one of the things that I wanted to do, so a, a few stories here. Um, so I liked the idea of doing parodies. And one of my goals in Unglued was whenever I did a parody, we wanted to go to the artist that, that originally did it to see if they could do the parody. Um, and so we had a couple... So, like, I remember Black or Lotus. Um, I went and talked to Chris, because the idea of Black or Lotus was I wanted a Black Lotus, but more! More of a Black Lotus! You know, because I, I knew that card was going to be called Black or Lotus. And so we went to Chris and said, Okay, Chris, um, it's called Black or Lotus. It's even more of a Lotus! Um, and uh, I, I remember Chris was really excited. Uh, Chris also got Chicken Egg, which was a parody of Rook Egg, which was his card from Arabian Nights. Um, and I know he had a lot of fun with that. Um, and then he also, um, uh, he did, he did the first Booster Tutor. Um, so remember originally, um, uh, Booster Tutor was an Unglue 2, the one that never got made. Uh, and the thing that, if you've seen, uh, seen it is, um, Chris got the idea of it setting in the store and the idea like you're using magic and you're actually getting the booster out of the store. Uh, and he did a lot of detail work and all the background. Like, I think he must have actually gone to a comic store or a you know, store that sold magic cards and tried to, you know, figure out all the things you could see. Uh, the detail work of that. I, I really like the detail work of that. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of other fun... Um, I know that... Uh, 
the what so one of the things that I remember about Chris is um, he always had a smile on his face, and uh, he was well. In fact, here let me let me, let me share my last story. So uh, what happened was I had worked with Chris. Um, he was at Wizards, and then at some point he, he went on to do other stuff. And um, I hadn't seen Chris in, in quite a while. And so I was at, um, my family was actually having a family reun- reunion in Portland. And, um, and it just so happens, I mean, literally, like, coincidentally, across, right across the river, so, like, two miles away, was Grand Prix Portland. This was back in 1994. Um, and so my nephew uh, was really into magic. And he really, really wanted to go, and I wanted to go. And my wife, Laura, who had never, um, who had never been to a Grand Prix before, said, oh, I'd like to come. So the three of us went. Um, and uh, I went inside and saw people and you know, did my normal stuff and signed autographs and took pictures. And they had, I, I, I did some interviews online because there was a, a live um, stream going on. Um, but on my way out, uh, there were a bunch of artists. So I was looking around and seeing who the artists were, and I saw Chris Rush. And Laura was with me, and Laura also knew Chris. Laura, um, for those that don't know, my wife worked at Wizards. In fact, she worked at Wizards before I worked at Wizards. Um, she started in February of '95. I started in October of '95, um, and she worked at Wizards up till um, the birth of my first daughter, and then she ended up um, leaving Wizards. But um, so she knew Chris as well. So we saw Chris, and um, I think Steve Argoy was like, oh, oh, he saw that I saw him. Would you like me to introduce you to Christopher Rush? And I was like, no, 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 I, I know Christopher Rush. Um, and I saw him, and he's like, Mark, how you doing? And I hadn't seen him in years. And it was a really nice reunion. Um, how did each other? Um, if you saw uh, the day he passed, I posted a picture of me and him. That was from uh, Grand Prix Portland. Laura took a picture of us. Um, and he and I chatted for a little bit. Uh, and uh, that's the last time I saw him. Um, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was a very nice visit, and it was, uh, I'm kind of glad I, I had the last chance to sort of see him. Um, like I said, I don't, I, don't, I don't know 100% what he was up to. I mean, I know he, did, he went on doing graphic design and doing, and doing art. Um, but the, the thing that I always remember him uh, the, the best is um, the, the, he was somebody who truly loved what he did, he was infectious in his love of what he did. Um, he was kind. He was... He was just one of the sweetest guys I knew. And um, it was... It was rough. Uh, um, the same week he died, um, Wayne England, another a very famous magic artist who also was awesome. I, I didn't know Wayne personally. Like, I knew Chris. Um, and so it was a rough, a rough week for magic. Um... I mean, one of the things... I mean, Magic is, is now... Uh, this year it turns 23, so... Um, a lot of the people that are working on Magic, um, you know, especially in the early days, are getting older. Um, and uh, it is... Uh, like, I remember Quentin Hoover was uh, an artist from early, the early days of Magic who died a couple of years ago, and um, there have definitely been a bunch of pretty famous early Magic artists who have, have sadly passed away. Um, let me talk a little bit. I'm, I, I read off a list of his cards early on. Um... So I wanted to talk about a few of his cards, um, just sort of uh, stories that I remember about art and stuff. Okay, let's see. Um, All Hallows' Eve. So All Hallows' Eve was from Legends. Um, I remember, I think Chris was one of the ones that, I think Chris liked All Hallows' Eve. 
Um, I'm just trying to remember if stuff Chris talked about. The uh, so it was it was a weird card in that um, it's one of the few cards in Magical Trivia on it uh, that was printed as a sorcery, but was later eroded to be an enchantment. Um, and the reason is it acted just like an enchantment, like you put it out and it did something, uh, and then it went away, sort of, and it didn't really act like a sorcery, and so it later got eroded to an enchantment. I don't know if it got eroded back to a sorcery, but um, it's one of the cards where it's... There's not a lot of cards that are printed one card type, and I mean, most ones I can think of are ones in which, like, it was a misprint, but that wasn't a misprint, just at the time, like, it's a sorcery! Um... Now, I remember that card because Chris really... I, I remember Chris commenting he liked that card. Um, I mean, one of the things that's very interesting is... I didn't talk... Like, Chris didn't talk a lot about his art. I, I had some a little bit of conversation with him. And, like, I remember when I met him at the Caravan Tour, when, when I was I was kind of a fan, um, you know, uh, I definitely... Sort, like, one of the things I, I know when people meet magic celebrities is they connect with the thing that, they, you know... Um, like, one of the things artists do, for the, if you don't know, is when artists go to events... They'll sit and they'll sign. They'll sign cards, um, and people will bring a lot of cards. Um, usually, there's like some limit, like oh, try to you know bring ten, fifteen, or something. Um, but you know, it's usually sort of a not a rule or anything. It's kind of a guideline, and people will sometimes bring more cards. And Chris would sign how no matter how many cards someone brought, Chris would sign how many cards, and you know it's. I mean, you think signing your name is easy, but, like, sign your name a thousand times or two thousand times or three thousand... It, it gets tiring. Um, and also, people really like the artist to try to draw something if they can. And, um, and Chris was... One of Chris's things is, no matter how many cards people brought, he would always sign them. And, uh, and he was always... He was always... He loved talking with the fans. He loved sort of hearing people, you know... He, it's very funny, like I, like I said, I, I... He and I had a few conversations about his art. Um, but I know when he met with fans, one of the things about the fans is the fans, that's what the fans want to talk about. And so I remember he would talk all about different things and people would ask like where inspirations came from and, um, you know, and, and the one thing that's it's funny is Chris would always point out the, the flaws, like, like he always would look at something and go, Ooh, I could have done this better if I did this or that. Um, and he, I, I, whenever I talked about his paintings, it always felt like he was talking about like what he's learned about it and how he could have done it a little differently if he did it today. And, um, although I think, I think Chris, one of the things that was fun is, I think Chris really enjoyed the fact that he, he just had some very, very iconic things. You know, I, I think the fact that he really did enjoy that he had done Black Lotus in the sense that, um, you know, Black Lotus is this forever, you know, icon of the game. And it is fun. I, I think Chris really enjoyed the fact that he got to be part of Magic in a really deep, like, you're never going to disconnect Chris from, from magic. I mean, like I said, the mana symbols alone uh, live on his legacy. But, but just the fact that, like, Lightning Bolt and, you know, Black, Black Lotus, like, there's some really, really iconic magic cards that, that from the beginning, uh, that just have Chris's touch on them. Um, I don't remember any other fun... The, the one place where I interacted with him... Uh, normally, I didn't do art stuff, so I didn't have to interact with him. The one place I did interact a little bit was... Um, I had done the art descriptions for Unglued. Um, I wasn't the art director because there was an, there was an actual art director that you know did all the. Um, I just wrote the art descriptions. Um, I, I did what we call the card concepting, like oh, what is this card? What is it? And I did the card concepting. 
Um, and one of the things that I was very open with is I wanted to give the artists a lot of freedom to sort of have some fun. Because um, one of the things about the onsets is, you know, they're, they're very different from normal magic. And um, I know Chris had a lot of fun doing the unstuff and that um, he really enjoyed doing the parodies. Um, and I know he and I talked a bit about, you know, when he was trying to do Blacker Lotus or do Chicken Egg or whatever, uh, of trying to... Um, trying to sort of, he, he had this, he wanted this medium of, he wanted to sort of have a little homage to the original, but also have a, a sense of funness to it. Um, and I remember we, uh, I just remember having some fun talks with him where he was like sort of, he'd run an idea by me. I think he showed me sketches for, I think, um, just because he knew I was so involved. Um, and it was always, I lo- love seeing sketches. Um, like he also did chaos, uh, he did, um, uh, collector protector. So collector protector, the idea of it was, it was an aura that um, grants you uh, power and toughness based on how many copies you own of it. So the idea was, in order to be really powerful, you had to collect a whole bunch of copies of it. Um, and then Chris came up with this fun idea of having the person in the picture wear armor and have the armor be magic cards. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I think I... I don't remember exactly what my card concept was, but I remember Chris came to me and he had this idea and I thought it was very funny and so we talked it through and um, uh, I, I, if you've ever seen it, it's a very cute picture. So it's, it's a guy on armor, but his armor is magic cards and um, Chris made sure to make sure, like he did it so that uh, a lot of the cards are the back of the cards, but I think a few of them are the front and um, he put a lot of time and detail into that. In general, he put a lot of time and detail into his stuff. I don't know if you, if, if you look through all his, his work. Um, he really did have a lot of... Um, he, he enjoyed the eye for detail. He was... Wow. Um, I'm almost to work. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is... This is um, I just really... I worked with a lot of people. Like I've worked at Wizards for 20 years now, obviously, and I've worked with a thousand people on Magic, if not more. Um... And Chris was one of my favorites, hands down, one of my favorites. Um, in fact, it's funny because this morning I was talking to Laura um, before I was about to go because I decided I was going to do a podcast, and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't really know what I was going to tell. I didn't know what stories, I, you know. And I just wanted to. I felt he was worthy of doing a podcast, um, and so I said, to Laura, I go, Laura, do you have, do you have any stories? Um, and Laura was talking about how um, it's funny. Her story is she and he were flying on a plane to New York for The Gathering, which thought was the Homeland pre-release. Uh, it was like one thing. In, in, um, and she remembers that he, she, she and he and a couple of people were playing ga- some game and that, um, that, that she was saying that he was, he was doing something and he was making a joke and she was laughing real hard and that, um, that that's her, it was her, second. That was her favorite memory. Um, and I think the thing she said to me was, um, the thing I should have referenced earlier was that she can't ever remember a time um, that he wasn't just really sweet. Um, anyway, uh, and uh, like I said, her, her memory of him was of just sort of him laughing and uh, making her laugh. Um, and so anyway, uh, like I said, I'm, I mostly want this podcast to just, for those that didn't know Chris Fretch, I mean, some of you might not have been playing Magic all that long. Maybe you, maybe you've never actually, um, 
played with the card as illustrated, although um, if you've been playing at any time, that's tough. Uh, but even if you didn't, I guarantee there's mana symbols on your card, and you probably played with a full art land. I mean, his um, his touch on magic will be felt for a long, long time. And so um, I really wanted to do a podcast to kind of say farewell. Um, like I said, I've worked with a lot of people over the years, and uh, um, a lot of nice people. I don't want to imply like Chris was the only nice person I ever worked with, um, but he was definitely one of the sweetest people I ever worked with. And um, I think one of the things that he taught me early on was um, he had such a strong passion for his work, and he was so excited. And I think watching him interact with the fans um, was one of the things that really sort of um, taught me a lot because. Uh, um, I really was touched watching how he interacted, and I try real hard um, when I interact with the fans to have that same. Um, he always bonded with with everybody, and uh, I, I I really tried to emulate that. That I, I loved how much that uh, he really tried to get a one on one with fans and really tried to um, bring forward what they loved about the game. Sorry. I will almost work. My process went soon. Um, so anyway, a little, little sadder. I, I don't usually uh, have sad podcasts, so um, I, I'm not going to apologize for crying because um, I do miss Chris, and uh, I don't think you can do a podcast in remembrance of somebody and uh, not show emotion, so that's okay. Uh, anyway, um... I just want to say that uh, if you've never seen Chris's work, please do me a favor. Go and gather, put Chris Rush in, look at his work. He really did amazing art. Um, and uh, Or even just take a look at the mana symbols. Um, sometimes people don't really... You know, take them, blow them up big, look online, look at the mana symbols, look at the detail work. Um, they really are a really cool piece of graphic design that I don't, I don't know if people even stop to take a moment to think about that um but anyway um I just you know uh if you love this game and I hope you do listen to my podcast um there are a lot of people that make that have made magic special over the years um and that Chris Rush is definitely one of those people maybe it's not a name that everybody knows hopefully most people know him um but if not uh I think my podcast today was just to sort of say um that there's so many awesome people that work on magic and have really had a, a touch on it. Chris was one of those. Um, he was an amazing human being. He was a wonderful artist. He was a great friend. Um, and so you'll be miss Chris. Um, rest in peace. Anyway. <laughs> I'm in my parking space. <laughs> so we all know what that means. Instead of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time to me to make some magic. Rest in peace, rest in peace, Chris. You'll be missed. Bye, guys. I'll see you next time. <laughs>